everyone, welcome back to Riverdish. I'm Ryan Bloomquist. I'm Sam Gold. I'm Cole Delvig. Cole, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, you just went right ahead, which I enjoy. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No. This is Cole. Normally we do like a little introduction, but Cole doesn't need one. Hey, I'm eager. Yeah. <laughs> he is here. So Cole, tell us a little about yourself. Um, I am a major Riverdale fan. From middle school, I was reading the comics, dressed up as Archie for Halloween in like seventh grade. Um, and then I now work at HuffPost where I can write about Riverdale and generally, you know, fangirl out. Hell yeah. That's amazing. And what did you dress up for Halloween this year as? Well, two nights ago, I went as Jughead, a full beanie. It was a very like low lift because they just tied a flannel around myself and then wore a jean jacket, but nobody knew who I am, but I knew. We knew. No, I think, I thought Jughead was a popular costume this year. I think but a lot you, of the characters were. Oh, stop. Yeah, you pulled it off well. <laughs> Um, what's your, like, have you interviewed people from Riverdale? Like, what's your, uh, Yeah, I've been, past? I've been lucky to, um, I interviewed Camilla and Lily, um, on this show called Build Series, and it was right before the show, uh, had premiered, so they were super fresh to it, and no one really knew what it was besides this, like, weird CW Archie show, um, and then it just blew up, but they were so kind and sweet, and clearly there was, like, this great bond between them, um, from the start. I also interviewed Ashley, um, Josie, and then I like shook hands with KJ Apple once. I was like, hi, oh my god. Please never watch that. Just shaking. <laughs> and yeah. I, How was his handshake? Firm? Like, was it? I know mm-hmm. mine was very limp, so his was uh-huh. more firm. Um, wow. Nothing's limp around there. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. He's just so damn fine, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, thank you for being on the show tonight. Speaking about KJ being fine. He was also crazy this episode. Uh, Archie is spiraling. He's spiraling down a rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, it's really kind of... I wonder how much the show is going to go into, like, the mental illness part. You think it's a mental illness? Behind, I mean, there's I paranoia. I think he just wants vengeance. He's in high school. Think about what you did in high school. Uh, certainly not that. Oh, I did things like that. I was, like, doing my musicals. <laughs> I did West Side Story. I actually didn't. Didn't this remind you of West Side Story? It's very, very much, so. much like the South Side, right. Serpents, I felt like where it's the snapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the full rumble with the knife. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we learned that Archie wants to get complete vengeance on the Black Hood. So the Red Circle is happening, it's real. And Veronica, and Veronica's told by Hermione, like, break up with Archie, this is not cool, like, which is ironic coming from Hermione because think about mm. Hiram and their relationship the like, worst person to give relationship advice right like, like are you kidding me <laughs> so of course Veronica's gonna rebel and what does she do she makes t-shirts she rebrands the red circle which is like such a brilliant move brilliant I mean it's so Regina George of her too <laughs> I'd buy a t-shirt I, they're cute they t-shirts cute. they're yeah, really cute very right? simple aesthetic I know, but effective I, it. Yeah. I like that she just like trademarked that instantly she's like yeah this is the brand <laughs> And Cheryl's just handing them out. Oh, yeah. Like, this is an episode without a lot of Cheryl, which is my main complaint. Yeah. You know what? I was upset that we didn't see Cheryl this episode, but by the end of this episode, so much happened that it was okay that it can't happen again. Yeah, I still missed her. Oh, I missed her so much. (laughs) But when uh, Veronica was talking to Hermione, we got our Nihon Moment of the Week. Nihon Moment of the Week. He didn't say anything to you about this video. 
Am I my boyfriend's keeper? Pasta, mija. This isn't something you should be joking about. It's a video. Yay! <laughs> Yay. That's all. There weren't many uh, mija moments this no, week. No, there weren't a lot of mija moments. Not Just Archie freak out him. moments. Um, that was the main consensus from the episode. Yeah, I feel like he's in this like, superhero in training almost. Like, this is his sort of like, dark moment where something terrible has happened, like you know, Spider-Man or Batman-y, and then he's like, yeah, this full-on vengeance mission. And that scene in the rain was just like so emblematic of his actual oh, yeah. very... Well, I read an interview today the oh, showrunner yeah, did, and there was, um, they mentioned that the Black Hood is kind of reminiscent of the Zodiac Killer, and they were comparing various serial killers that he was like, and Jughead was research researching them in the library, and Ricardo, the showrunner, Roberto... I'll never get this right. <laughs> Every time I say it wrong, <laughs> you know that. I know the last name. Aguirre Sicaras. So, the showrunner. Very nice. He, that was good, right? Yeah, just, good. I need to I get the first name right first. But um, he said that this is actually based on the Zodiac Killer, and he's a huge fan of the movie Zodiac. Mm. And I read the plot on Wikipedia today. And this is actually pretty similar, like structurally. Like, they're on a quest for the Zodiac Killer, that whole movie, and. It's like a wild hunt, and the kid, like the person searching for him, turns vicious. And like at the end of that, they don't find him. So I wonder how this is gonna play out. But it's about like the town and how the town kind of freaks out and what happens when there's a serial killer on the loose. Yeah, they're very clearly setting that up. And the first thing we have to address is the first within the first thirty seconds of this week's episode, uh, we have Jughead in the library looking up different serial killers, <laughs> getting artistic glimpses of them between the bookshelves. And then, and I don't know if we all caught this, the icon of the decade, Miss Peru, the librarian. That's right, folks. Her name is Miss Peru, which I desperately hope was a reference to Marion Peru of The Music Man. <laughs> I hope so as well. I missed that completely. I did too. Oh, she's all I care about in this episode. Like, where's I want her backstory? I want more of her. She's my new Nana Rose. She's the Black Hood. Which also... Oh my god. Can what? you imagine? I could. But we know, I we know the Black Hood is... <laughs> We know the Black Hood is, has like green eyes, presumably a man, right? Yeah, she had manly features. <laughs> she did pull off the... This episode, we get a huge, huge reveal about the Black Hood. Betty receives a... We do. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We can receive a, Betty receives an envelope in the mail, similar to the one that her mother got, mm. and it's a letter and a code. What was the code called? Well, we um. find out that it's based <laughs> off Nancy Drew's mysteries, a book that she read when yes. she was younger, and the Black Hood says that he, uh, she inspired her, inspired the Black Hood with her speech at the town hall. Yeah. So they're forging this really interesting connection between Betty and the Black Hood. Yeah. yeah it turned very Phantom of the Opera. Mm. Oh, we don't just, <laughs> Cole's like staring at us, we don't just do musical references. Uh, but I've been doing musicals since fifth grade. I'm ready to go. Oh. Cole and I uh, just saw The Lion King <laughs> last week. Would recommend. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> uh, without Beyonce. But we'll have to wait for that. Yeah, we have to wait until 2018 for that one. Um... But yeah, it's a very, it turned very uh, Da Vinci Code. It did. And it was interesting because the letter said that he's doing it all for her. Which makes, and also the connection to the Nancy Drew book, which she's like, oh, this was my favorite book in childhood. That someone really close to her has to know that. 
Right, and so we know that Betty's long-lost brother is coming. Yes. He was recently Cheek. cast. I forget the actor's name, is that his? No, but I read somewhere that his name is Cheek. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> oh, maybe. Um, I, I would welcome I that. that's correct. Okay. Um, I read the name. <laughs> he has to fit into this somehow. Me too. And you know what? I thought about that too. It would make so much sense that the brother has like some scorn relationship with the parents. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it's too obvious to be Hal, her father. No. And I think that whoever's the actual killer right now is being paid by somebody else. Right. Like, it, we don't know who that killer is. He's hired. Like, you know? He's well, like a task rabbit. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we know... We, we really don't know enough yet. But that's what we think, Ryan. <laughs> sure. Paul but... agrees with me. <laughs> Emphatically. <laughs> uh, we'd be remiss to not mention that the way uh, Betty learns that the way to solve the... Uh, clue was through Nancy Drew was when uh, Jughead goes Betty Cooper you're like Nancy Drew meets the girl with the dragon tattoo <laughs> and that's what sparked it all uh, the references in this show sometimes are so fucking funny they're so like funny. they pull from the most random like mat- not that but mature gay places like Ronica and Truman Capote it's like oh yeah yeah I need a running guide right we should write that it's an article coming up I'll post stay tuned <laughs> We should mention, though, there's trouble in paradise for Bughead. And it kind of, in this episode, you see him ignoring Betty. Mm-hmm. He's trying to crack the code initially with Tony Topaz, our oh, resident me. pink-haired hottie. <laughs> and Betty is miffed by this because she kind of is like, oh, look, are you ready to crack the code with me? And he's like, I'm already doing it, Tony. And then... God, such relatable high school problems. <laughs> like, I'm cracking this zero killer code with my classmate. I'm so sorry, Betty. This episode had a lot of things that we didn't do in high school. <laughs> Archie casually buys a gun and a revolver and, like, spray paint. And, like, what else happens? Well, he already had the gun, right? He had the gun, but he bought, like, a she piece bought... for it or something. Or, like, a... Or he, got, he went, like, hunting. I don't know how guns work. He went but... to, like, that store up on the edge of town, right? Yeah. Wait, he which bought, also, like, we should mention Dilton Doily. The keeper of the... You have us jump in so many places, Sam. I know, We're I'm like, sorry. My mind is... One thing at a time. My mind is <laughs> it's, just... all, it's all connected, though. I know, but... Getting towards Dilton. Yes, I know. Yes. But okay, first we'll stay on Archie at the gun store, which also sold more things than guns. So he went there with a fake ID provided by Dilton, hmm. who is like the registered mischief man of Riverdale High School. Archie's fake name was uh, Wilbur Wilkins, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> The what photo looked accurate. Did you guys ever have fake IDs? Oh, yeah. Yes. What were yours? Did you guys have the same name? or? Uh... I had the same name. My face was huge because I incorrectly did the dimensions of the passport <laughs> photo. But it said I was from Maryland. I was an organ donor. Oh. And I was just very confident. And I usually got away with it until one tragic day in Boston where it got taken away. And my face was put on the wall of people you shouldn't let back into the bar called Game On. <laughs> Wow. Boston's hard with ideas. Rock bottom, right? Rock bottom, guys. <laughs> Rock bottom. You've gone lower. I bought them from a man named Jason on the street at Waverly Place when I was 17. Anyway, did you I guys got, have videos? Um, yeah, we did this thing where we um, found this website where they made them in China for you and they shipped them back. And they were really great and super foolproof. And then I got sort of like my wallet was stolen. And I lost it. Oh. And then I aged out. So. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you go to school? Um, I grew up in San Francisco. Oh, nice. Um, so, there. Cool. <laughs> nice. 
Um, I got my ID from my freshman year roommate, who like I didn't really talk to. It was a weird relationship. He was on the fencing team. Ooh, NYU fencing. Um, yes, That's uh, hot. renowned fencing. They have a great fencing. I program. guess so. I know. Um, it was just a weird relationship, but I was also scared of him because like he literally had swords in the closet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I want to stay on his good side. At least you're in the closet. <laughs> no, I was out by then. <laughs> uh, but one of our like main parts of our relationship is when he arranged to, to like purchase my fake ID for me. Again, I think it was from China, mm. um, but I was from Michigan, and I put my address as a uh, Chipotle in Ann Arbor. <laughs> Perfect. But like I remember, you had to memorize the address. Of course, yeah. Um, I don't know if Archie did all that work. For Wilbur, so. no, I think Dilton is like a Photoshop genius. He probably has like the laminated papers, like a printer in his house. He's like a sketchy kid. Okay, that's what I'm thinking though. D- they're using Dilton in a way that they're incorporating him enough into the plot, but it's not like he is driving anything. So he could be one of those sort of like, oh, it was Dilton, sort of a maybe Dilton could be the black foot. I thought about that today, and I had the same exact. Um, reasoning as you and I think like he's not an integral character he's not a part of the plot like it's like everything he did in this episode was suspicious to me well he's facil- facilitating Archie's like descent into madness absolutely mm-hmm. and also he remember he didn't want to leave Archie when like mm. um, the principal asked Archie to disband the red circle yeah and, which was which, a total 180 from last week yeah. <laughs> he was like it's a school club yeah, go so for it like, the worst principal ever i don't he's know who's running the school it's like going off the rails i don't know who's running this town <laughs> <laughs> mayor gibbons right oh. who i think is, is uh i'm on to her you've yeah, always been she's sketchy yeah but also with Dalton, like he didn't leave archie's side and i think like why wouldn't he unless he wanted to be like close to like what to see what archie mm. knows and it's also, so we now know the Black Hood or whoever is in charge of the Black Hood, whoever's behind this figure, knows Betty pretty intimately enough to know that she read um, Nancy, Drew. Nancy Drew when she was a kid, which means you go, you have to go far back with her enough to when right, she Right, but they did mention, there was one thing, they said Dilton's our mm-hmm. age, like they mentioned that in this episode. So you know he grew up with them. Right. So that's interesting too. But and I it's very possible think... that he could have a crush on her. Exactly. I also went back and listened to the Jubilee speech today. Oh, yeah. Because they mentioned it, and then I was like, I kind of forget what she said in that. What did you remember? Like, what did you glean from it? It wasn't that. See, it wasn't. <laughs> you wouldn't show for it? You're like, I'm right. not inspired at all. Exactly. Like, I was like, oh, gosh, I must have missed something in there where she, like, said something super crazy. Uh, this was essentially her big speech when she said, Riverdale is Jason Blossom. Uh, Jughead Jones is Riverdale F.B. Jones is Riverdale like we are all Riverdale and we're not perfect but like we're all she, flawed what is Shonda Rhimes monologue she yeah there. it's literally it. scandal season 2 <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure that she says something like can we all reveal our truest selves and like something about that well yeah, yeah. Right? she's like we can't all pretend we're perfect like yeah she says something about like revealing who you are everyone should reveal who you are right and it, if you Which, think about it, that's what the killer's trying to right. do. Right, he's, like, like he's cleansing the town of sin, right? right. That's his mission. Right, we'd be out so quickly. Day <laughs> <Yeah>. one, <laughs> we're found jingle jangle at like the side of the river. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, to go full mind tuncher on this, Dilton is a character who is, would kind of fit the bill of someone alone or on the outside who... Always looking in? Yeah, he's tapping on that glass. Maybe <laughs> through a window? <laughs> 
Um, Wait, this episode I thought was like directly lifted from Mindhunter because Jughead's having his moments in the library where he's like combing over the serial killers and it's causing all this damage to his relationship because he's becoming so invested. I mean, someone's watching Venture. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you're yeah, absolutely right. Like, Mindhunter's my current obsession. So. Right? And oh, welcome it's... to the crossover. Uh, Jonathan Groff can waltz onto the show. <laughs> he could be the Black Hood. That's fine. Wow. But it really... that That's a... If you're listening, showrunners, refilm the finale. Cast <laughs> Jonathan Groff. Jonathan Groff for Black Hood. Twitter campaign, if you're listening, hashtag Groff Hood. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. That's <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was really mindhunter And you're right about Delton. I don't know. But I also think we're on something with the brother. Mm. I really do. Well, he's coming. We know, I mean, Lily Reinhardt, I think, posted a photo with him on set or some Instagram story. Yeah, she And did. he was dressed in normal kind of river daily clothes, so it wasn't something suspicious. So I guess we're let's Don't be assume. deceived by looks. I know, right. Yeah. I bet he comes in and it's like all hunky-dory and then darkness sort of like creeps yeah, in. Yeah, I feel like that too. But I wonder, like, his backstory. I think we'll find out more. Yeah, so we will. Yeah. Absolutely. He's Alice Cooper. He's Alice He's a... Both the mom and dad are his parents, Alice Cooper and the husband. I believe so. Okay. Yes. Because I thought she I'm had an amazing scene this week at the table. Yes. When she's sort of expressing her concern, although she's sowing discord and oh, community yeah. with her very divisive articles, um, but she really broke down because she's so scared for Betty to walk out the door. It was the first time we really saw a human side of her character. Yeah. She's always been so extreme and so condescending and so... What she is. Like, take your goddamn Adderall. Yeah. Get out there. <laughs> like, mom, relax. <laughs> Let me live. But this is the first time we really, like, saw how much, like, this is why she's like that, because she cares yeah. so deeply about Betty. Granted, Polly is just drifting out. Polly's a shit show. Cole, what are your thoughts on Polly? Okay, here's the thing. I actually, no insult to the actress, I think she was really miscast. And I don't, I don't think it ever vibed well. Uh-huh. With, you know, like Alice Cooper, Betty Cooper, it worked so well, their dynamic, and she just didn't feel like her sister at all. And so I never got invested. I didn't really get invested in Jason either, so I was like, ship the baby. Like, let's go, go away to the mental side. Like, whatever. We don't need to spend any more time. So I think it's good. The three of them are stronger together than when, Be- you know, she kind of pops up here and there. I agree mm-hmm. with that. Polly bothers me so much. I think she might still be involved in some way like she was such a major character in season one that to just ship her off like that seems a little lazy why did i text you at 2 p.m today i said polly could be the one of the suspects too i think that there's a lot of gripes against people exactly i mean i I don't think she would be involved at first but i think like if the brother is communicating Mm -hmm. with the sisters and the family again maybe he somehow got her involved he's like leave riverdale so you can help me but is polly capable of like Doing Miss Grundy so dirty when she like offed her with that I mean, cello bow. Her lover know? was killed, and she's having right? his baby, and then she found out he's her cousin, and that's all because <laughs> of her parents. Like the girl's fucked up right Rough now. Go. Yeah, it's been. <laughs> we should also mention too how the Black Hood is. We keep mentioning him as a serial killer. He's a pretty awful serial killer. So bad. Like, he just somehow only managed to kill one person. How are Moose <laughs> and Ethel alive? He, like, shot them multiple times, and they're like, whoa! Wait, that's so true. He's literally only killed one person. Yeah. So I guess you could say attempted serial killer. 
Right. Right. Using our Mindhunter rules, it's not as successive. Right. 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 But then, so Betty cracks the cipher, and it says, the next, that's the word. Yes. Cipher. <laughs> it just <laughs> came to you naturally. It, it was so impressed. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. I went to college. So, no, I'm going. Emerson. So, anyway, so she cracks the cipher, and it basically says that the Black Hood is going to meet in the place where it all began, and that's where he's going to strike next. So... Bughead puts their brains together and they're like, oh my god, Town Hall. Not Town Hall. Yeah. Yeah, Town, town hall, hall. They were having their town right, emergency right, right, right. meeting. So they run there and they're having that meeting. Yeah. Um, you know, B- Betty runs in, says, y'all need to leave. Pulls the fire alarm. It was high yeah. drama. Well, high drama. Then they were like, don't worry. And she's like, what's something I could do? So she pulls the fire alarm, which I don't know. When you see someone pull a fire alarm, I don't know if it has the same effect. It's like, I know it's not a fire. <laughs> like, right. Like, people were like, something, but they were sh- like scared. There was food. Yes. They started filing out in yeah. yeah. really fashion. No. But while that was happening, we had that fight in the rain. So, so sexy. <laughs> Like, it was my undercurrent gosh. of homoeroticism uh, runs so strongly through Riverdale, and we oh, got it does. a great gift this week um, with like a major fight between the Southside Serpents and the Riverdale High football team. Yeah, we should actually expand mm-hmm. on the Serpents because this is the first time we actually like get that real divide between like the different classes, and like Tony even calls Betty out and talks about how she's privileged, and you already feel like the animosity that these Southsiders feel towards. The people, I guess the North Sliders. But honestly, I thought about this. They're, Betty, everybody, they're assuming that the Black Hood is mm-hmm. from the South Side. But there's absolutely no proof to that. Like, No, except for the, the serpents to, uh, in this episode said, you know, he's basically doing our work for us. It's true. Um, I feel like that's to throw us off, though. Like, yes. Riverdale's too woke to, like, blame it on, like, Riverdale's too woke to blame it on the black surface. They love being like, I don't know. I think they are using that sort of racial tension, like uh, socioeconomic tension between the north and south side to like raise it up, but then it's not actually going to be that. Because to follow through with that logic would also be so faulty. You're right. Um, Mm -hmm. So I bet it's someone that we know in like the main circle of people. Definitely. No, you're right. And I really think it's a team. I think it's a couple people. Right. It's like they're pretty yeah. little liars in it. There's like yes. 18 black hoods. Ab- yeah. Exactly. I like <laughs> I hope Nicole. they don't Cheers. I hope Cheers. they don't totally pretty little liars it. Oh that my just god, got, no. Like, yeah. Yeah, that way. That got crazy at the end. Crazy. I remember watching it like Christmas break when I was home like with my broken ankle and I was like laying on the couch. I broke my ankle last year and I was laying on the couch and I was watching it like alone and I was like, she's fucking crazy. And I text my like 19 year old sister and she's like, oh, I know. I'm like, oh my god. I think to fully understand the uh, North Side versus South Side uh, debacle in this episode, we should rewind a little bit and address Archie's uh, struggle throughout this episode. Yes. Uh, It starts, if we remember, this is fresh off of his uh, viral video, which is a lesson about how social media these days, you know, be careful, kids, because things you put online... They live there forever. Look up my hit single. Type in F-M-C-S-A-Y-M. <laughs> it's called Fuck My Corpse. She's plugging it. I'm plugging it. Yeah. I'm gonna do that it's worth a watch. It's worth a watch. <laughs> but but it's, it's true though, Fred. It's saved on my computer, so if someone deleted it, exactly. well, I'd that, have it, I'd repost it. Fred Andrews asks Archie to take down this video because it's 
awful. But it's like and also actually, sexy awful. So like I'd absolutely save it. Yeah. Like I'd be oh, one of totally. those people I was like click. Well, that's the problem. So Archie's like, yeah, I deleted it, but it's already been shared and posted and there's no way it's ever going to disappear now because it's out there. It went viral. And he walks into school the next day with this crazy uh, Black Hood remix playing behind him. <laughs> Let's take a listen. Black Hood, Black, Black Hood. Hood. We're called the Red Circle. Circle. We're coming for you. Yeah, we will find you. Fine. We will hunt you. Hunt 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 you. We will end you. I was it was unclear whether or not this like people around him were impressed by him or just like do you really think so he's near he's close to it it. yeah he's tap 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 on the glass um I wasn't sure if they like because if someone did that in my school like I would absolutely watch it very like oh (laughs) I feel like this girl's calm down. Like yeah. this is a lot. I don't know. I think it was a mixture of fear, but also like, like amazement almost. He's yeah, like, cool. he walked he's in on the like, football team. Shit. He's popular. Yeah. Like, I feel like nobody else is like taking the reins to like avenge this killer. So everyone's like, yeah, Archie, fuck yeah. And I feel like K- KJ, I think, is doing like his best work ever. Yeah. In season one, he was still like really fresh to it, and his character was like the least complex and in the premiere he like showed this range of emotion that was so visceral and previously unexplored um and it's been i think like such a joy to see him grow uh and this arc with him sort of struggling internally uh is like right up his alley i think it's been like so exciting yeah i thought his work in the premiere was really really great uh not that it's gone down since then but that like the premiere really showcased him He's an incredible actor. Yeah. Yeah. And he's really like doing everything he can with this role this season. So he had this profile on Esquire today and it was about like the car crash that happened and sort of like him working in Riverdale and he was he was sort of expressing wanting to become like an actor who does like superhero action movies. And he was saying he was a little disappointed because like Riverdale takes up so much of his time. He's like missed out on some roles, but I think he's totally perfect in that direction. He can show like some emotion, but like has the looks. Oh, he'd be a great like like the physicality. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he'd be such a good superhero. Yeah. I think it's his future. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah, that'd you be awesome. Win. <laughs> you shook his hands. You shook his hand. Yeah, yeah. I did. Can I, I touch your hand? Oh my god, here. <laughs> oh my god, it's it's happening. Guys. It's happening. Oh my god, yeah, he's really sexy. I think the madder he gets and the crazier he gets, the hotter he is. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Ron is a lucky girl. She is. So along along with this video, we we kind of addressed this already, but how uh, Hermione is like, honey, this girl's crazy. This guy's crazy. Um, steer clear of him. Uh, and and Hiram is looking at this and saying, Riverdale is in chaos. This is perfect. Uh, which gives us a glimpse into more of his motive. Yeah. Well, what He's, do we think his motivations are? I still don't know. Because they have yeah. that moment at the town hall, right? They're sitting together, and they say something that this is somehow like beneficial for them. They're like, "Oh, this is the time." Or right, I'm not remembering totally. Accurate. I think when when Fred was coming to like, yes, uh, yeah, they're like, "This town loves Fred." Or so they, they said, have... "Fred is the problem." Like I told you, Fred would be a problem. Right. Oh, maybe that was it. Yeah, yeah. they have a, like a grand plan. I think, especially Hiram. They do, and I feel like 
I feel like Hiram needs chaos, like very much like a dictator would need chaos, mm. like to take the reins and have like a coup over the town. Right. Somehow, I don't know what he's trying to do, but something. Maybe he's trying to eradicate the serpents. Maybe he's trying to. I don't know. I don't think it's related at all to the Black Hood, but he has a separate yeah. little plan going on. And he started pushing Archie closer and closer. He was the one that inspired the sort of Red Circle movement. Exactly. Right. Fight fire with fire. So he's not looking out for Archie's best interests. Exactly. Yeah. And Veronica kind of corners her dad, and she's like, what did you tell Archie? And he, does he admit it? Yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 And so in no uncertain terms. Yeah, because then uh, uh, Veronica apologizes by immediately starting to make out with Archie. <laughs> She's literally, apartment. like, dressing his wounds, and then they start, like, making out ferociously. Well, this was before that. Well, that was yeah. before that. Yeah. That was later on. I was like, okay, you still have, like, open source. Um, <laughs> but Archie, so he's at school, and the principal tells him to stop doing this, but of course he's not going to do it. I mean, he says to Veronica, she's like, what do you want? And she's like, I, he's like, I want the Black Hood dead. I want to kill him myself. I want right, to be the last thing he sees before he dies honestly i get that when i hate someone so much like i want to be the last thing they see before they die i want them to like look at me and i'll be like ah. like that's what i want i get it but the way he decides to take action is by going to the south side and spraying red circles archie's uh, not on, smart on local he bodegas smart. he's literally so dumb but he's pretty so he is he gets a pass but he just literally goes and spray paints a red circle. Well, he was trying to draw the Black Hood out. That was yeah. like, his right, sort of right. intention. But then yeah. he runs in the serpents, and they pull a knife on him, and then he pulls his gun. And so I was shocked that he pulled the gun out. I know. And you yeah. saw he was oh shaking. Oh, my God. When Veronica pulled the gun out later. So the fight is going on, and the Northsiders, footballers, are really being like beaten up upon. And then Veronica, who said she threw the gun in the river, just pulls it out and fires it into the air. Oh, wearing a fabulous black cape. I know. It yeah, was like it's immediately iconic. iconic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need that. No, I was... For my that years. was surprising. I mean, this gun, Chekhov's gun, it's... They introduced it. Yeah, I mean, listen, like, this gun, it's going to come back. You know that. By the end of the episode, Veronica and Archie throw it in the river. But you know that's not the last of this. It's going to come back to haunt them and do something terrible. It's lessons about social media, gun violence, mental health, drugs. This episode really was jam-packed. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also get uh, we get a, a little Kevin moment. Uh, he and Betty kind of make up very quickly. I was kind of mad. Uh, Drive-by apologies. Yeah. Yeah. I was obsessed with, uh, so we kind of like, hey, Betty, that sucked me, ratted, <laughs> ratted on me about cruising. Like, my dad told my mom, like, oh, cool. Uh, but then he did tell her that he signed up for redstatemeat.com, <laughs> which was unclear whether it was M-E-A-T.com or M-E-E-T. I think we know which one it was. Well, I, I did some digging. <laughs> Red State Meat, M-E-A-T dot com, was bought by Warner Brothers. Wow. They're doing Wait, really? emotional, yes. like, reaching out to the fan. How did you find that out? I went on Red State <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which meat was it? M-E-A-T? Yeah. Oh. That is such a weird name for whatever, like, gay app, dating app they're trying to pass. Like, what? And it, so then it, so then it tells us that Riverdale is a red state. Are we talking politically? Wait, can you pull the website? I assume so. Yeah. Pull this up. Oh yeah, let's get it. All right, up. we're pulling up red state. Wow, we, we think politically, Riverdale went re- 
Trump? I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe like Hal Cooper. But yeah. I, I don't buy the rest Hal of them as. Def, like a low he's definitely. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I don't. I, the rest of the town seems so liberal. Yeah. Maybe the Blossoms. I don't know. See, oh my so god. We the site up. Okay, red state meat. It says this website is currently not available. Please check us out at these other Warner Bros. websites. You have cracked. This is big. We get, and then it links to Harry Potter. Some <laughs> <laughs> um, more interest. But I thought it was smart of them to purchase that, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if they like were scared. That, <laughs> exactly. For folks like They're me. They're scared that like, the little 14-year-olds will go to like a porn site. You guys, I drunkenly purchased um, Tinder Gold last Ooh. week. What does that do? So Tinder Gold, talk to Sam Gold. Um, you see who's matched with you already. So you don't have to like swipe. Oh. Like your match has already come up. It has spent me on a, sent me on a spiral. Do you think Kevin Keller would use that? Uh, not for his health. I think he just wants to suck dick in the woods. Like yeah. I don't even think he don't wants to like, go to dinner. I think he wants to get like, more power to him. But... I just Tinder gold whatever like when you I go to dinner before. I hate, to, I hate to profile and but what else are you on Tinder to do? Yeah. Um, there is... There's not a single person who doesn't look like a serial killer who is matched with me. Um, so your type. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, given Riverdale, it's, serial killer is probably going to be very attractive. So. It's very in right now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But I, I hope... Well, and then they can go to, like, jail and I could get the money. That's assuming they have money. Yeah, I don't know. I think most serial killers don't have money. No, well, that's according to Mindhunter. I mean, yeah, here's your Netflix show. I love the class. <laughs> but anyway, back to Kevin Keller. So Betty and him make up, and then um, he somehow gets recruited into the party to decode the cipher. <laughs> Which, um, right, along with Jughead and Tony. Which How is do you so feel awkward. about Tony? Like, I, think I like her. We like Edition? What do I do? I I do like her too. I, I'm upset that, that it's the end of um, Bughead. Is it like the end of Bughead? Is that what no, we're declaring? It's, it's you read coming. the comics. It's, it's going to go back and forth. Uh, but, but I like her as a character. I think she's fine. I think she's interesting, and I think that I'm curious to see where her storyline goes. Yeah. I am. But I think this brings us to our... Ooh, Ooh that's, that's sticky. sticky. Ooh, that's these symbols look so familiar to me it's like i've seen them before and it's driving me crazy i can't figure out where maybe if you loosen your ponytail what that was a joke guys betty's ponytail is iconic and beyond reproach kev it's fine at this point Ooh. i love kevin just like gaining out (laughs) beyond reproach that was a great line, though. Betty's ponytail is iconic, iconic. on the approach. Like, that's good, and it really like pays homage to like the comics and like because Betty's always had that ponytail. Oh my yeah. god, absolutely. Yeah. But what did she do? What did she do? She takes out the pony, and it's kind of a fuck you to Tony. Mm-hmm. And she's asserting her power. I mean, it's such girl like it's a girl fight. You know, she's trying to prove like, all right, he's mine. Like I know that you kind of like him, and it's. I think that Jughead's kind of curious about Tony. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. He's being sort of swayed. I'm sure they're going to have like a moment that he's going to feel so bad about it. You know, I feel like we know where this is going with Tony. Exactly. Yes. But it was a good scene all in all. Anyway, 
that brings us back to, I guess we could just quickly touch upon the end of the episode. Archie gets, he gets into that little quarrel in the South side with the serpents. And then he gets <laughs> the principal. Okay. This is, I, this is hard for me to buy. The principal who sucks gets a tip from the bodega guy right. in the South side that they saw a redhead wearing a black hood. And there are a lot of redheads in Riverdale, as we've already proven. With right. Yeah. Awesome. We've also never seen a bodega, like, in the north side of Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, well, hey. I love a good bodega. But who the fuck was this bodega owner that's like, oh, Principal Weatherby, listen. Well, he was, the, the guys did come out of a bodega. Oh, right. You know, Archie was trying okay, to circle fair. on the that's bodega fair. side. He was so, not being you know. subtle. No, he was no. not. Maybe he's not, he's the dumbest he's, yeah, he's the one. So they, they go to Archie's locker. They're searching uh, for the gun. Archie's like, whew, thank God I hid that in a toilet. Um, <laughs> until they find uh, the black hood in Archie's locker, which, of course, was the black hood that Reggie had on. Um, and we later learned that Archie didn't rat Reggie out. Uh, it was unclear what story he told the principal uh, in Sheriff Keller, uh, but he's banned from school for a little while yeah. yeah there's that moment right he's sort of confronting the principal and he's like it's in crazy times you're gonna do what you're gonna do there's and he puts it so well and it really like he does not care in the slightest no he's really repercussions are you're right he's standing by what he believes in yeah. and honestly it's all for his father he wants justice for fred and he wants to i think he's finding himself as we all do in high school and he's trying to he really believes he's like i'm gonna save this town yeah, but what happened to Archie's music career? I was, I, was like, I have this in my notes. Like, does does he still play music? I think in like the so season hard. six finale, he's gonna be like, my life. Now I'm gonna record my EP with all the tragedies that I've been through. He does have a lot of inspiration now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like this season, shaping his music career. That's a subliminal message. <laughs> but I'm sure we have some music coming up. Because we haven't seen, we haven't heard from uh, Josie and the Pussycats. I know, and they sort of promise that Josie will have a more prominent storyline because she was sort of shuffled off to the sidelines. Josie and Cheryl are going to have. They're supposed to become better friends. I think they're going to have a romance. Oh. I kind of, I don't know. I feel like that could happen. We haven't seen Josie really with any sort of romantic partner yet. Mm. So we'll see. I ship it. I ship it too. I think that'd be cool. Um. Uh, how when Archie did say that the Black Hood was his, he did earn the place as a top tier loyal badass in the Book of Reg, <laughs> uh, which we learned from Reggie when he shows up to Archie's house saying that the Red Circle's back. They've, right. they've rebanded. Hot new Reggie ever. literally Just... shows up with like four pizza pies. He's like, "Thanks, man." Like, <laughs> okay. Do we like hot new Reggie? Yes. He is very hot. He's very yeah. hot. Old Reggie was hot too. This one's hot as well. But this one has like an actual role. I know. I know they really didn't use. I mean, I know. Poor Ross Butler. Right. Yeah. But I guess he's, he's fine. fine. He's still doing Thursday. He's, he's got it. He's good. He's got the Netflix But we left out a key detail. So before this pizza party, Archie called. Archie's banned from school. He's a vigilante. He calls Ronnie. Also, I hate when he says Ronnie. <laughs> Say Veronica. I hate her as Ronnie. But he calls her and he's like, I need you to do one thing for me. He's, he's full mind hunter now. He's like, I need you to do one thing. He's holding, like, at the finale. And he's like, listen, go to the school. But we don't know what he's supposed to do, what she's supposed to do. So Veronica, in her fucking cape, goes to the school. 
of course there's casually a thunderstorm and that's when the rain begins mm. and she walks like in slow motion through the school to the bathroom where she like has a moment of like ew this is gross and then sticks her hand in like the back part of the toilet where Archie casually left his gun and pulls it out it's a good scene it is. I mean, the cape budget on this show alone must be like skyrocketing. Oh, through the roof. Yeah, episode. Yeah, that's well like limited edition parties. Like I know it. they do. They do so successfully create a mood. Like sometimes when it's like maybe the writing's not super great. Like even in its weakest moments, they're able to effectively communicate like a feeling. And yes. I think that's like the show's greatest asset. I agree. And it's totally part of its, agree. Like a lore. Yeah. I feel like no matter what, like as ridiculous as it gets, sometimes like everyone's enthralled. Like you're into it. And that's why I can't even call it, like, I, I used to refer to it to people sometimes as a guilty pleasure. Mm. I don't think I can even say that. No, I it's think smart. It's... It kno- the show knows exactly what it's doing. It's camp, but it's also, the show is very self-aware. Yeah. And I think it's because of what Cole just described. Yes. Like, they commit 100% to the mood, to... Yeah, they bought redandmeat.com, whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, that's commitment. That's amazing. <laughs> that's fucking commitment. So... Um, I mean, and then the cliffhanger we're left with is Betty being called by the Black Hood. Okay, I just watched Saw for the first time, and that scene, the voice, is literally the voice that Saw had. Like, it's Jake Saw? It's Jake Saw! (laughs) But it's like, hello! Not like that, but like, my voice sounds like that kind of... But it's that animatronic killer voice that all these horror slasher films are using these days. But I'm shocked that he calls her. We'll, we'll find out more. I, I assume. Know, right? I assume. I assume he used a voice changer. Of course, yeah. that's not his real voice. Okay, like, that's what I, I, I didn't know. Said that. Okay, I, I didn't realized that I made no point. I made no point in what I just said, but I'm connecting it to Saw. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Which is like it's like part of the trope of like these horror films and absolutely and which the shows I'm totally borrowing from this year they've really yes. like ratcheted up killer. the tension and those sort of more scary elements like sometimes I like pinch myself like oh people are getting like offed on Riverdale like every single week yes. yeah it's, they're no every around. episode something crazy happens yeah and I mean that's why but this is why like, I fear like are they going to be able to sustain this Black Hood storyline like what are we getting twenty two this season yeah are they yeah. getting a full season order. As opposed to 13 last season, and I mean, I don't know if we can stay in this mystery for 22 episodes. We can't, but that's why I think that other characters are going to be introduced, like Sabrina, and mm. what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I'm so excited about that prospect. He will, Well, you know it's going to be like a Vanderpump rule, <laughs> Beverly Hills, like, spit up, like, it's going to be, oh, she's going to be released gonna have and have her own show. events, for yeah, sure. Yeah, like, she's going to have her own show from that episode. The creator released sort of the first page of the script. Mm-hmm. Um, which was sort of interesting okay. to see his vision. And I, I mean, I believe totally in him, and he's had such success here. It's very Riverdale, it's dark. Yeah. But then I wonder if introducing sort of supernatural elements to Riverdale will actually not benefit Riverdale. But I so. wonder if she's going to be introduced as like a normal teen at the high school, and then her spinoff will be her witch. I don't know, yeah. I don't know if she's going to be sort of brought into the universe. But if, I, we've talked about this in the past. I wouldn't be surprised if supernatural elements were brought upon Riverdale. Well, it exists in this, it's so not tethered to reality. So it has the comfort of being sort of a fantasy-like show already. It mm-hmm. does. So I hope it doesn't do soon. Because I think this is the kind of show that's like poised for a multi-season story. Oh, yeah. So I don't want to like, I, I, I would hate for them to cop out and go to like zombies and like. I know. Yeah. Let's not jump. I think the shark is 
like hovering over for the sharks and the jets, the north side and the south side, <laughs> snakes. Yeah, but that, that's something we've been discussing every week. Of like, I'm scared of 22 episodes. I don't think it does a show any good. No, like we've seen with like the developments of episode orders that like a concentrated story is always better, especially when it's so ridiculous like this. Even yeah. last season, which was a concentrated 13, like, in the middle there, we started veering a little <laughs> yeah. bit. I, so I was like, okay, where are we going here? And, and we came back. We recovered. Um, but, I don't know. Currently, they're, we're doing well. But we're, we're four episodes in. So. But I wonder, though, if they keep on being, like, people are keeping on getting shot or strangled or whatever. It's going to sort of dilute any sort of shock value that it might have. So I... What I would love, no. like what would be so cool, is for this arc, this storyline to end by the mid-season finale. I think and then, it should like, be November thinking, sweeps. We should I think so up. too. And then they should start something else and leave that on a cliffhanger for season three. Like that would be smart. Because hmm. it's it's a lot of episodes to have one storyline. Yeah. Usually shows like, shows like this in the past, there's usually multiple storylines at once. And this is interesting because it doesn't. It just has this one. It is very killer. focused on yeah. the Black Hood. Right? So to me, this seems like just how the first season went and how it's going so far, I feel like this could wrap up quicker than we think. And I just never want them to lose sight of, like, the characters and their relationships because, yeah, I was enthralled by, like, the Blossom murder mystery, but that's not actually what I give a shit about on Riverdale. It's, like, this the dialogue and the sort of campy humor and these callbacks to the comics. I don't want it to get sort of... I don't want it to drown in the mystery horror elements. Yeah, I agree. There's so much good there. Yeah. Yeah. Cole, before before we wrap this up, um, I want your thoughts on where is Nana Rose? Wait, so I'm you're gonna need to remind me. Nana Rose is who? The uh grandmother at the Blossom household. Oh Thornhill. my god, that is so shameful I didn't know that. It's okay. It's well, okay. was she in the house when it burned down? Well, that's the mystery. It's I never been addressed. That. But she was in a wheelchair. It nowhere was it shown her. <laughs> Oh boy. It's oh my god, it's Reggie! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome to the show, Nana Rose. She, she's wheeling in right now. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we know the mother's in the hospital bed. She's bandaged up. Right. But she's also like misery caretaker. caretaker. Um, if I were a betting man, I, I don't think we're going to see Nana Rose again. What if she's the Black Hood? <laughs> she doesn't have the mobility. Unless she's like pulling What if she's fucking strings. faking it? Yeah. They're rich. She can do whatever she wants. But this is the thing. I want more Blossom. I want more Cheryl. They, She was like the standout of that last season. Mark my words. She's going to come back. She's going to have a relationship with Josie. I believe this. Josie, this is yeah. going to happen. They need the show is so out there that, that that cannot happen. And we have enough episodes where we could have... A single character, like we could have one episode focus on a single character. I would love that. It's very skins in them. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I want? I want like a bottle episode where they're all like stuck in the library, like or on in detention, oh, yeah. and they're like in this one space for the whole episode. Very breakfast club. Yes, exactly. We yeah. really get to see them. I don't know, like each other, bite whatever. I would love that. Cheryl would thrive in a, that sort of environment. Oh, and she's yeah. not actually friends with a lot of them. No. So like the organic storytelling doesn't really allow for her to enter so much but I hope they form those friendships I agree Cole where can we follow you online oh my god um always come to HuffPost uh entertainment I'll be writing about Riverdale um build series as well I think the cast is hopefully coming through soon and 
I might be able to interview them. It's um, amazing. And the series is AOL. Yes. For people at home. And um, it's you can go watch it live on um, Broadway and like Fourth. If you're in New York. Oh City. yeah, I've never done that, but oh, I've been tempted. You should do yeah, it. It's fun. Yeah. It's cool. And then uh, on Twitter at, uh, at Cole Building. And I'm at Sam Gold with Judy's. Like my bra size. Just um, kidding. Not that's not it. <laughs> a lot of one. I'm at Ryan Bloomquist. You can also follow us as a podcast. We're at Riverdish on Twitter. Uh, email us, riverdishpod at gmail.com. Uh, let us know your thoughts. We love hearing from you guys. Um, send us your Halloween costumes. Also yeah, if you dress up as the Riverdale cast, we'd love to see it. And uh, and leave us a review. Yeah. We're also now, we're officially uh, everywhere where podcasts can be listened to. Uh, we've just been on uh, Apple Podcasts for a little while. Uh, we're now on Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud. So you have no excuse. Uh, so listen everywhere. Tighten your ponytails. Bye.